Hey gorgeous, and welcome to Unsabotage with Ginny Townsend. I'm Ginny, and I'm so glad you're here. Every week, I'll bring unique stories, strategies, and ideas to help you shatter your glass walls. You know, those pesky areas where we seem to get in our own way, so you can step into a life you adore. This is the podcast version of my weekly show originally filmed on Facebook Live. If you'd like to watch the episodes, hop on over to unsabotage.com. But if you're a podcast junkie like me, here's the place to kick up your feet and binge. All right, let's unsabotage. Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to another episode of Unsabotage with Ginny Townsend. I'm Ginny, and I'm so glad you're here today. So, I'm going to start a series of episodes around the common thoughts, around the common habits, um, or what I call the usual suspects that usually are nearby when we have discovered that we've been getting in our own way or when we've been sabotaging um, a certain part of our lives or certain effort. So I will call them usual suspects and I will be addressing them episode by episode by episode, kind of fleshing them out, sharing with you what I really think about them, what I think they say about us. Um, And the secret, like actually, spoiler alert, is that it means we're amazing. It means we're amazing if we have these thoughts because these thoughts have all been thought by amazing people. They've just figured out ways around it. So um, I'm really excited about this series and I may have some more, you know, kind of sprinkled in there, um, kind of timely pieces, um, but I'm really excited about this series. And um, speaking of timely pieces, the the episode of today is actually brought to you by a great glass of wine. And why I say that's timely is um, all of the fires that are up in the Santa Rosa and Napa area. Um, if you're listening from that part of the country, I want you to know that our thoughts and prayers and some of the best people we know are with you, either actually fighting the fires or just standing in solidarity with you. Um, we have one of my husband's co-workers actually lost his house in the fire yesterday and so it feels very close to home and so we are with you we are with you and we adore you and so what do i mean by this episode is brought to you by a great glass of wine um so glad you asked so we've lived in northern california for six or seven years now and in that time we've had a chance to learn about some really good wine and a couple years ago when the drought was really at its worst here in California, we had a trip with some friends to wine country. And we were talking with one of the owners of a smaller vineyard out there and asking him, so, so how, you know, how's the drought affecting wine? Is it, you know, more difficult? Or like, how are you guys handling this situation? And the response that he gave surprised me, um, and which is why it's still on my mind and I'm sharing it with you today. So he said, you know, growing grapes in a drought can be difficult there are it there can be some complications but he said we try never to overwater our grapes anyway if anything we slightly underwater them so i was like wait what <laughs> tell me more so what he said was if you overwater grapes if there is just a lot of water near the surface the roots don't have to like dig deeper into the soil and get all of the nutrients farther down if they don't have to do that the grapes are essentially a globe of water. There's not much flavor to them at all. And so they slightly underwater them so the vine's roots will dig deeper to get the nutrients that are farther down and water that's farther down and what essentially will become the flavor that's farther down. And something else that he said, he's like, actually, if you can, 
I would invest in this year's vintage. Um, he said, I have a lot of clients pre-ordering wine that is currently on the vines right now. It hasn't been picked, it hasn't been made, it's not aging, it's still on the vine and people know that because because it has to dig deeper and reach down and find those roots it's, or find those nutrients, it's going to be an incredible wine. Interesting, right? So how does this tie into um, one of the usual suspects, the one that I'm going to be featuring today? And that is this idea of not enough. And I have found that in my own life and then especially in the lives of other amazing women that the idea, the feeling of not enough is a rather common one. Um, I could go a lot of directions with this, but I will just stick. First of all, I disagree with it. I wholeheartedly disagree with it. Um, but let's, let's stick with the analogy of the grapes, of the, of the really good wine and dig a little deeper, shall we? <laughs> um, so this idea of if you feel like you're maybe not smart enough or you're, you don't have a, enough degrees or you don't have enough experience in a field to start a business or you don't have enough money to start a business, whatever that not enough piece is, I ask that you reframe that thought and acknowledge it for what it is and it is a surface condition. So just like we were in wine country during the worst part of the drought, those wine, those grapes were in the middle of producing what would be, what will be some of the best wine that Napa has produced. So it's just a surface condition. Um, people are talking, you know, they were talking about the drought, they were worried about the drought, but it, those, those comments, those worries weren't affecting the grapes ability to create amazing wine. So those thoughts of not being enough, not being smart enough, not having enough money, whatever, blah, 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 those are surface conditions at best. At best. At worst, they're complete lies. <laughs> um, so I ask that you recognize that for what it is. Um, but, but why, okay, so let's take a look at this way. Every person who has stepped into their greatness or every wine that has stepped into its greatness has done so by not accepting what is a surface condition, um, by not accepting that they can see the whole picture. Um, they, they, they know, they just know that there is more to this if they dig a little deeper. And um, yeah, they have that one thing in common. Um, and I have a few people that I know that it would be really helpful or insightful for you to hear some specifics around because the thought of digging deeper and the thought of not accepting the surface conditions, that can be like, okay, I feel like we understand it, but I feel like if we can take a look at how this has played out in specific people's lives that most of us will know when I, when I read off this list, I think it, it has a new level of being inspiring and challenging that, okay, wow, what I learned about these people and the businesses that they've created, I'm just using businesses as an example because we all know them. I hope I challenge, I hope that this really challenges you to not accept the surface conditions to dig deeper and find the nutrients that find the goodness that only you have access to. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a little bit about a person and then I'm gonna give a moment for you to try to figure out who I'm talking about and then I'll share who they are, okay? And I have five. There were so many more. Trust me, there were so many more. But I chose these five because I figured everyone would know them. Okay, so 
he didn't do well in school. Um, no one really had high expectations of him and he started a music company out of his church because he had nowhere else, literally nowhere else um, to start that business. Okay, so that was Richard Branson. He did not do well in school. No one really had any high expectations of him and he started what would be Virgin Records um, in the basement of his church because that was the only free space he could find. <laughs> Great, huh? Okay, here's another one. So she had very limited, almost no non-existent experience in journalism and she started um, a media company. I know I could tell you a lot more than that, but if like there are some specifics that might really give it away. Um, she was also married to a politician. That's probably how she got into the into the media to begin with, but Ariana Huffington. She had little to no journalistic background. She did not have a degree. That was not her life's work. Little to no. And she started what is now one of the most well-known and most well-respected um, brands of journalism, like of journals of media online. Isn't that incredible? Okay, so this young man dropped out of school, taught himself how to read, worked odd jobs where he could just to feed himself, and ended up getting into the steel business as he worked at as like an underling. And it's at that point where he taught himself to read. Any guesses? I might have given it away with that last hint. But it's Andrew Carnegie, or if you pronounce it Carnegie, I've heard it both ways. Um, so we consider him a titan in capitalism, um, but he dropped out of school, was very poor, and had to teach himself how to read. Isn't that crazy? If he had accepted the surface condition of like, well, I don't know how to read, I, am, I was born poor, I'll probably die poor. <laughs> um, we've learned so much about business um, and hit, like, his business did a lot to shape um, industry and capitalism and even philanthropy in our nation. So that is another amazing person who did not take the surface conditions as all of the facts. Okay, so this lady did not have any training in business. She did not have any formal cooking or culinary training. Actually, there are two people that fit that. They did not have business training. They did not have any formal culinary training and built two really big brands. So one of them is Mrs. Fields Cookies. So it was Debbie Fields is her name. And she had no experience in business, no professional experience in making cookies. She just started making cookies. And then also Rachel Ray. She had no, she, her background was not business and she just kind of like cooked as a hobby. She had no formal training. Um, and so both of them, if they had taken what was considered a surface condition, and took that as, this is the whole picture, this is all I have access to, we would not have Mrs. Fields cookies and we would not have the brand of Rachel Ray and her recipes and her cookware and all of that. Um, okay, and then finally, um, this gentleman was in the army and he retired and at about age 65 was living off of a couple hundred dollars a month um, in social security and was, um, very, like, he just had a very grim outlook for the rest of his life. 
um, and but decided to make a change and didn't want that to be the rest of his life. And so what he did was, he was like, okay, what am I naturally good at? Um, I know how to make, people have always loved my fried chicken recipe. So he went around and pitched his recipe to a thousand and nine different businesses and got no's on all of them. Um, and if he had not pushed again and asked one more time, we would not, well, I would imagine, I don't know if you can guess right now, but I'm going to tell you, it was Colonel Harlan Sanders. So um, the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken or KFC, if he had not pushed through um, or had, if he had taken the surface conditions as fact, um, we would not have KFC. So anyway, I hope that those stories of people who've done amazing things, if we had taken their before picture, if we had seen the snapshot of them before and had just taken a look at their surface conditions, would we have given them a second thought? Would we have thought, oh yeah, they'll probably be a household name? <laughs> probably not, honestly. And so I encourage you to do the same. There's no difference between um, there before, well actually you're probably better off than there before, probably better off than all of their befores. Um, and I'm certain that you have a dream that you might think is too much, that, or conversely that you're not enough. But I encourage you, don't think, don't for a moment consider that the surface conditions are the whole story. So I encourage you, dig a little deeper and I promise that you will gain access to the goodness, the nutrients that only you can find because of where you are. And how do I do this? If I have a thought, whether it is a limiting, what I consider a limiting thought of like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not qualified for this yet, or maybe it is, it's a dream or something that I want to do, I have this habit I've developed of just calling it, all right, so that's my 101 thought. That is my beginner intro thought. Now, let's take that and dig a little deeper. So what's maybe my 201? Um, and then so I challenge that thought a little more, I challenge that idea a little more, that dream a little more, and then maybe get to the 301, and then get to the 401, and then after that, you're at a graduate level <laughs> of what your idea or what your thought really is. So I ask that if you have any of those thoughts, a limiting thought or a dream that you're still is in the very, very beginning stages, just call it your 101 thought and then dig a little deeper where you're at with what you have, and I promise you that you will find some amazing gems, some amazing goodness that no one else could find because they're not planted where you are. So, have an amazing day, and until the next episode of Unsabotage with Ginny, I just wanna close by saying cheers. Thank you so much for listening to Unsabotage with Ginny Townsend. I hope you adored today's episode. Don't forget to hop on over to unsabotage.com slash try it to get a very special free gift from me to you. It's a sneak peek into one of the powerful methods we use here at Unsabotage to help women see the glass walls in their lives so they can shatter them and not run into them. Again, that's unsabotage.com slash try it. If you're looking for any links mentioned today, tap on the episode's icon to check out the show notes. I can't wait to connect again next week. Bye, gorgeous.